The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Suggest. Yes, it do. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Falconsimbari. Wait, time the fuck oh, yeah. out. First and foremost. First and foremost, I fucking channeled Falcon from the gods. The because- Falcon collection from Adidas with the brand ambassador of the one and only Kylie J. Hello. Hi. First thing I saw this morning. First thing Four I people did. sent me that, by Hilarious. the way. And then I really also- wanted to take credit for discovering that for you. But- you know what? It's okay. You, you, your thing is the one I posted. As the official Kardashian rep to your soul, you are, you are, you're the the I'm liaison. I'm sorry, Kardashian Jenner rep. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay, wasn't gonna correct you. <laughs> um, Falcon collection from Kylie, Falcon X, Elon Musk. I mean, what is happening? What's next? I, I'm next. Excuse me, I've been in the Falcon line for a while, and now I'd like to take my place center stage. It's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Thanks. So hard. Uh, we've got a wonderful show today. We This is our second one this week. Wow. No big deal. It's not like we're working hard over here or anything. Absolutely. <laughs> so we've got Dr. Will Cole, our um, go-to functional medicine doctor Resident out functional here. med guy. So before we get to um, a conversation with Dr. Will Cole... Let's have a conversation about functional medicine in a way that we can all have access to. Hmm, I see where you're going. I'm talking about care of vitamins. Love what you did friends there, friends. Friends to the show, <laughs> friends of our hearts, friends in our mailbox, really. Totally. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. What is better than going online, taking a simple quiz? Five minutes or less, guys. Seriously, go to TakeCareOf.com, put in a quiz about all the things that are uh, intriguing you about your health needs or maybe something that your doctor told you that you needed or something that you're feeling like you need. And find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically could use in your intake. Exactly. And then you'll be able to personalize the packet and it'll come in a great box and it'll have your name on it. And you will go on living your goddamn best life. No more powdery vitamin Ziploc bags in your life anymore. Mm -mm. And we're about to go on a few trips. And that's the most exciting thing. It, It really is just you just throw in a handful of these packets and you're good to go. And mm-hmm. you know what else is good? What? A portion of every sale from Care of goes toward the Good Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. That's incredible. So here help we are. Help yourself, help others. Mm. What's I'm better? I'm on board. So it's takecareof.com and then use promo code so retrograde and you'll get 25% off your first month of vitamins. Yeah. Or as they say in Britain, vitamins. Vitamins. Exactly. So that's takecareof.com. Use promo code so retrograde. You'll get 25% off your first month's order. You can switch up your order monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun to kind of like see what you're going for that month. And if you are interested, you can always price match uh, the same things you would order in bulk and go back to take care of and you'll see that you'll be getting a great deal. Yes. Saving money, helping yourself, helping others. Namaste taking care of yourself. So uh, we're so excited to talk to Dr. Will Cole, Mm -hmm. who has his new book out, Ketotarian. It's 
cut to that interview. Let's do it. Today's a good one. Yeah. Welcoming back our dear friend to the show, top functional medicine expert, Dr. Will Cole, who's and this fresh time... off the presses with a new book. Do you guys hear this? That's IRL book. Pages of a book. Ooh, the it smells so welcome, good. Welcome, Dr. Will. Thank you guys for having me back. I appreciate it. It's nice and to see you IRL. Likewise. I love it. I love coming here. Last time was a lot of fun, and this time will be even funner. I'm so excited. I love physical books. Me too. This I'm is so, so amazing. I'm sick of looking at screens, and it's like refreshing to look at fresh mm -hmm. pages. So the book is called Ketotarian, the mostly plant-based plan to burn fat, boost your energy, crush your cravings, and calm inflammation. I mean... Sign me up. Wow. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. It's a big claims, but... <laughs> It's based out of... This book will make you levitate. <laughs> yeah. It's based out of clinical experience, and it's a plant-based ketogenic approach. So I, something that I live and breathe is something that I've implemented in patients' lives, and now I get to share it with people all around. We've been getting so many questions over the past few months about keto. Yeah. Who you, is she? Who is she? What is she? I don't know her. Sort of know her. Yeah. Can you explain sort of the tenets behind a ketogenic lifestyle and then how your ketotarian uh, program differs yeah. or is similar. Sure, yeah, so if you look on social media and you see the ketogenic diet, you're gonna see pictures of different- Abs. Yeah, maybe abs. <laughs> Hopefully. Bacon and dairy and a lot of meat and dairy, basically. Yeah. And that's the connotation Good. of the ketogenic diet, which has its initial benefits because you're going off of sugar and and it's low carb, so you'll see the benefits because it's better than the standard American diet, mm -hmm. short term. And then long term, people are stuck with these plateaus or maybe some people just don't do well in a lot of dairy and meat. Does anyone? Not long term, I would say, as the predominant foundation of your food. Yeah. So short term benefits, long term I'm concerned about the lack of fiber for the microbiome, phytonutrients, and just like a obsession over uh, fear, fearing carbs, uh, even healthy, real food, non-starchy vegetables. Um, so that's where ketotarian, my made-up word, was born out of of this plant-based approach. It's really basically like a celebrity couple name. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> you made, did. I made a celebrity couple name <laughs> out of my book. I just realized that. <laughs> so ketotarian's a cute couple. And so hopefully they'll stay together. Yeah, they'll stay together for a while. They're not Benefer. <laughs> but point one zero or two point zero. Both. <laughs> but it, what is ketosis? It's fat burning. We have two ways to fuel our body: sugar or fat. Most of us, to varying degrees, are in this sugar-burning mode um, from the standard American diet, which is like more like dirty burning sugar. It's like kindling on a fire. It gets a burst of energy, but people get hangry and irritable, and they have to go from meal to meal to meal because they're in this sugar-burning mode. So this mm. would be if you're eating what? Well, anything, any standard American diet really is predominantly sugar or carbs that break down into sugar. Right. Bread, cereal, rice, and pasta. Exactly. And that's <laughs> every meal. And that's the foundation of the food pyramid, yeah. which it's great to get advice from those people. Um, but 
TBT. Oh. <laughs> or the more current my plate. I mean, this is the predominance of these uh, recommendations. What's my plate? What's the configuration of it's that? It's majority carbs. What? Still? Yeah. What cereal company funded that one? Yeah. yeah, seriously. So that's the the way that the food industry works. And it's there's a lot of money involved with that. I mean, we can go into detail on that. But, I mean, we know there's a conflict of interest as far as the recommendations that we're getting. And they're recommending whole grains. And there's definitely, uh, you know, we talk about kindling on a fire, the sugar burning mode. There's a cleaner kindling. Like whole grains are better than the refined processed stuff. Right. But just because something's better doesn't mean it's optimal. Mm. So the other alternative, metabolically speaking, would be burning fat for fuel, burning dietary fat, the fats that we eat, and burning our own fat if we have fat to lose. So that is what nutritional ketosis is. It's a natural state that our body has innately, and it's producing ketones out of our liver, uh, which ketones are this fuel. It's like uh, firewood. It's not the kindling. It's more sustainable. It burns longer. You're less hangry. You're off the blood sugar roller coaster. That's what when people are talking about keto or ketogenic, it's this ketosis production that your body's producing. Uh, So it has a lot of cool health stuff that researchers are looking at. Mm -hmm. So it's great for the brain. It passes through the blood-brain barrier. So it's good, clean energy for the brain, people that are going through fatigue and brain fog. And it's obviously good from a fat-burning standpoint. You're in this fat-burning state. And what I love about it, and I think you guys would like too, it's a strong Mm anti-inflammatory. So, I mean, we all, to some degree, have gone through these inflammatory problems with our health. I have autoimmune conditions on both sides of my family. We talked about the MTHFR mutation last time. Um, Yeah, I have it too. So we want our body to be as anti-inflammatory as we can. Mm. And ketosis is this great anti-inflammatory state. So that's what I wanted to get without falling prey to the pitfalls of the conventional ketogenic diet, which is all this dairy and meat, which can be inflammatory. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, I feel like dairy is the most inflammatory thing for your gut. It is long term. I would say it's one of the. Yeah. Uh, and you can get better dairy. I don't want to malign all dairy. You can get grass fed A2 fermented dairy that has good fat soluble vitamins. And one dairy food that I have in Ketotarian is ghee, grass fed mm. ghee, just by itself. Okay, so Ketotarianism. Yeah. So I was a vegan for 10 years. And. I felt good for a lot of the 10 years and I started not feeling so well. I was having digestive issues, having uh, fatigue and other sort of inflammatory problems. So at that point I had this moment of saying, okay, let's, there's a better way to do this. So it's a way that I started shifting the way that I ate and obviously being a functional medicine practitioner now seeing patients and seeing what food can do on a clinical basis, uh, I implement it in their lives too. So it's a plant-based ketogenic approach and there's a lot of people, probably a lot of your listeners, that are intuitively more plant-based. They wanna do the right thing, they're into wellness, but, uh, but they also hear about this keto thing. You don't have to be one or the other. So ketotarian is really this alchemy between the best of both worlds, plant-based keto. So when you say plant-based, you don't mean you don't eat any meat? Well, keto- Or fish. There's three different tracks in ketotarian. There's vegan keto, so that would be completely vegan. Right. And it's high high fat, low carb, vegan keto. Then there's vegetarian keto, so at that point we bring in the eggs and the ghee, 
and then pescatarian keto, which is wild caught fish and shellfish. So people can eat all three of those, obviously, if you're pescatarian. Uh, or there's some people that, based on their personal preference or ethical reasons or religious reasons, they'll only be vegan or vegetarian. And I wanted to give them a better way optimal way to eat the way that they eat instead of depending on these carbs and really a lot of people that are in this these plant-based worlds are unintentionally or intentionally carbitarians they're going from grains and legumes all day long sure. and that's not working for a lot of people yeah um so this is an alternative you still can be plant-based but be a fat burner how do you get because i know this isn't totally a keto question but I'm very curious how people who are vegan, vegetarian, like get protein. Yeah, so they're- like I'm concerned about it. Yeah, and that's a, it definitely is a topic that you have to talk about. Yeah. And people have to get creative uh, with their proteins, because it's not just protein, it's getting the essential amino acids. So not all protein sources have all the essential amino acids. Okay. So I think in general, you can get protein when you're talking about being vegan but are you getting the nine essential amino acids that your body's not producing so in ketotarian i allow for fermented organic non-gmo soy okay so that's tempeh and natto yeah uh, can we pause on that and talk about why that's an okay choice sure and the fermentation makes it more digestible to the body uh, and has good microbes from a probiotic food standpoint. Uh, and it has a lot of good nutrients and it's a good source of the essential amino acids. So mm -hmm. for someone that's diehard vegan keto, they can do that with ketotarian, but they're gonna have to have these fermented soy, obviously nuts and seeds. Uh, there's like sacha inchi is like a type of nut that's really high in- Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. They're, they even make up. snacks with them. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they're they a good source of the amino acids. Spirulina is good. And vegetables have small amounts of protein in them too. So I think a mixture of those are going to be your vegan keto options. You're not going for the standard tofu, you know, GMO burger. Um, you're being specific about your quality of, of clean plant-based proteins. Okay. And then for a vegetarian, it just would be the ghee and yeah. the eggs. And the egg, yeah, eggs primarily. So, and then all the other vegan stuff. And then the pescatarian obviously has more selection there because they're having all of that stuff we just talked about plus the fish. And Can why are you not having red meat? So I wanted to give a new conversation in this space. I wanted to- Oh, because someone's already doing that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been done. People don't need another conventional ketogenic. Right, I feel like when you think keto, you think a red meat focus. Yeah. I think like plates of bacon. Right, and that's <laughs> pretty much what we yeah. And after eight weeks, I tell the readers to go eight weeks and doing this plant-based keto thing. And then after that, if they want to bring bring in grass-fed beef in, they can do that. Some people do great on it. Um, and also carb cycling, you could do sort of a cyclic ketogenic thing. You don't have to be in ketosis all the time. So there's a lot of room for personalization after these eight weeks because mm. we're all different. And I think that, that I'm not saying everybody has to be a vegan, vegetarian or pescatarian. I just wanted to bring a new conversation to the topic and recalibrate the keto world, recalibrate the plant-based world. So hopefully I did that. Can you walk wow. us through um, under the pescatarian model, a uh, like a day of eating? 
Yeah, so a pescatarian uh, option. So there's over 81 recipes in the book, uh, and there's a lot of pretty pictures. I'm like salivating right now. And you know who did the pictures are the people that did the Whole30 pictures. Oh, wow. So Melissa Hartwick hooked me up. Hi. We did Whole30 earlier this year. Can you connect us with her side note? We want to have her on the show. Oh, for sure. She would love you guys. Yes. She would love you guys. Yeah, I'll get get you in touch with her. So anyway, so pretty pictures. The breakfast... What I love for the breakfast in this book are all the smoothies because it's counterintuitive. You think, I can't have a smoothie and be keto? What the heck? But if you look at the macros and all the macros are in the book, there's some of the best macro on point foods in there mm-hmm. because they're a lot of, they're like an agent for healthy fats all in one glass and they're easy for people to have. So they are using fats like coconut milk or almonds and nuts and seeds and uh, coconut oil can put that in there or MCT oil uh, and then low fructose fruits like berries. Uh, but on the topic of breakfast, I talk about uh, in the book is to intermittent fast. And that's something to consider because intermittent fasting enhances ketosis. When people are intermittent fasting, they don't even know it most of the time, but they're putting their body into ketosis. Meaning you're not eating when you first wake up in the morning. Exactly. So there's different ways to intermittent fast. You don't have to do it that way, but that's an option. Okay. And, but if you can have something else, you know, in the morning if you want to. But then at lunch, I love this, we just passed it up actually, it's the zoodle bowl. It's like this. Love a zoodle. (gasps) Oh, that looks so good. Super yummy. Pesto zoodle with olives. Yeah. And is that feta? It's, or is yeah, that... and it's almond milk uh, cheese. It's like <gasps> nut cheese. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then there, I like the egg avocado with that. So it's an mm-hmm. avocado with egg in it. That's the cover, cover of the, the book, 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 too. Yeah. It looks so, delicious. Gorge. It's just the symbolism of, of ketotarian, I think. Yeah. And then you mentioned pescatarian. For evening, there's like an albacore tuna salad with grapefruit and avocado in there with like good olive oil based dressing. So it's dressing. really light and clean. Yeah. How long does it take for the body to reach ketosis if they're following this model? Well, you can get into ketosis in a day or two. You're going to start reading ketones. Depending on how somebody, is, how inflamed they are, how mm-hmm. insulin resistant they are, there are health issues that they have going on. It may take a couple of days. But if you're eating this way, and the first two weeks uh, in uh, ketotarian, specifically the first week, is a lower carbs than the rest of the of the, um, of the eight weeks. So the intention there was to push it into ketosis faster. And then from there, you can find your carb tolerance. Because right. we all have different carb tolerances. So let's say we're like 30 days into following this, and then we're having like a night out with friends that somehow like pizza ends up in our mouth. <laughs> Someone forces pizza into your mouth against your Is will. Is that then going to completely immediately undo the ketosis state? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. will. Not okay. the answer we were looking for. <laughs> but you can go back to it. Okay. So that's the other component to this is that, look, I see people that are going through real health problems and I realize there's a mental, emotional component to all this stuff sure. we're talking about. And there's a m- mental, emotional stuff around food. I wanted there to be this concept of a grace-based way of eating, a lightness, uh, a, a love to feel great, not this dogmatic obsession about food. Because, mm. I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about 
about this on the show before, but orthorexia or this obsession about right. healthy eating is a real thing. Wait, in our what's space. that word? Orthorexia. I'm obsessed. Meaning, yeah. like you are anorexic for health yeah, be, or something. It means you're stressed and avoiding foods overly and fearful about foods and anxiety about like foods. Over a focus about healthy eating. It's unhealthy relationship. Wow, yeah. But you can see I'm sort of living here too. Yeah. It's just like everywhere. And it's out of control. It's stressful so, even to be a part of. Exactly. So that's also the conversation I wanted to recalibrate is recalibrate our relationship with food and wellness. Like stressing about your food isn't good for your health. So this has to be, the relationship with food has to be brought back to a healthier place. Mm -hmm. And I think like the pizza example is a good example there. If you have pizza, then okay, then don't stress about it and move on and go back to what you were doing because this is a lifestyle, not a diet or a program or this thing. It has to be you uh, eating in alignment with how you wanting to feel good. And if you love your body enough to nourish it with good things, out of that self-awareness will flow healthy choices. And I think that that, even if you have like a pizza um, like that, then you can go back to that that foundation, that wellness foundation. I really subscribe to that ideology. That's yeah. wonderful. Um, we got some listener questions because you are not only an author, but you are a renowned functional medicine expert. Um, so we had some fun ones. And the first one I wanna get to is something uh, that you mentioned. Um, intermittent fasting. Yeah. So this is something that kind of is like can be a little triggery when it comes to people uh, with maybe previous history of eating disorders as well as um, hormone issues in mm -hmm. women. So yeah. can you talk a bit about in particular how intermittent fasting affects women and what we need to be aware of? Sure, that's a very common question. And there's not one way to intermittent fast. And I think that, and there's not just one woman. We're talking about every woman is going through their own hormonal problems. There's women with insulin resistance and PCOS. There's women without that and they have progesterone deficiency or estrogen dominance or a collection of all of these things. Right. So it's oversimplistic to say, well, women, and then this is their intermittent fasting thing. Because they're concerned with, and what people talk about online is that it's gonna impact females' hormone, female hormones. Yeah, if you're doing too much too soon, and you're being aggressive with intermittent fasting, again, going back to the orthorexia and eating disorder, it's just, that's not what intermittent fasting should be. It should be like, I mean, f first of all, when someone is fat adapted, they just randomly intermittent fast because they eat when they're hungry. And if you're better fueled, and if you're in this fat adapted state, you just will randomly fast. It's not even like a thing that you think about. You just eat when you're hungry. That's intermittent fasting. Mm. Uh, so it's both it, it both produces ketosis, but it's also a result of ketosis. Mm. So there's different ways to do intermittent fasting. It's about finding the right way. And there's about five or six ways to do it. There's the 12 to 6 way like basically eating between 12 and 6 p.m uh then there's the eight to six which is super simple like who can't do that 8 a.m to 6 p.m eat within that window and early bird special 12 to 6 is even like doable yeah, it's doable i do that basically every day and it's very doable but and then there's the every other day there's more advanced ways there's crescendo intermittent fasting that a lot of women like i put it all in ketotarian but basically you just have to find your your game like what's what works for you and it doesn't mean that you should lump all intermittent fasting and say well it's all bad for all right. women just like you shouldn't lump all women and saying you know they shouldn't do that no blanket so statement i exactly. actually want to get a little into this uh 
intermittent fasting thing. So is it like an everyday thing? Is it like a three day a week thing? Like how do we, cause I feel like during the week it's like pretty simple, but then it's like a Friday or a Saturday and you want to like go out to dinner and it's challenging. Yeah, I to guess it's like, are we yourself? undoing everything if we're like really good for, like on I, a Monday, I say Tuesday. good in like, you know, air quotes, but we're, we're on a, our game when it comes to what works best for us. And then on the weekends, like it kind of goes awry. Mm -hmm. Is that ultimately canceling out what we're doing during the week? We all have our own metabolic flexibility. Some people that are listening will know, I can't get away with my, what my friends can get away with. Yeah. And then some people can get away with a lot and they have that metabolic flexibility. So you have to know your own body. And I think it goes back to that core foundation if you are acting out of a if you're making decisions out of a loving your body enough to nourish it with good things or to intermittent fast and give your body a break and enhance something called autophagy or the cellular repair that happens happens during ketosis and intermittent fasting all that good stuff if it's framed with a positive mindset then i think you'll find your rhythm and finding your rhythm is the answer, and that's not a one-size-fits-all. That's, and that's the heart of functional medicine, is finding your own rhythm. So some people can get away with intermittent fasting every day, and they love it. And then some people, it's too much. So you kind of have to find that, that gentle spot for your body. I want to ask the coconut oil question. Yeah. Because you know that study just came out? It wasn't a study. It was a just a claim. Oh, the claim article yeah. is what I meant, mm -hmm. rather than study. But they earlier this year, they talked about, like, it was a re bringing up of all the old studies and I think this guy quote was just quoting this these studies so talk to us about this yeah so basically the guy called it I think he was a woman okay sorry <laughs> guy in air quotes we're not gendering <laughs> yeah, the writer of this article <laughs> thank you for correcting me on that though. in my mind I was thinking of this old you stuffy to, like, fight guy this dude. Yeah, yeah. sorry whoever said that but basically the, the quote was pure poison yeah uh, coconut oil was pure poison and it's based on the premise of the diet heart hypothesis. It's the old adage that we all grew up with uh, that eating saturated fat was gonna raise your cholesterol and raising your cholesterol was gonna give you a heart attack and stroke. Right. Uh, this is antiquated. It's not really based in even anything like if you're looking at the health. But if you are hanging your hat on cholesterol above 200 and then they wanna put you on a statin drug, that's where that was coming from. Okay. So it's just a regurgitation of that same thing. So it was this really dramatic hyperbole. Wait, wait. The statin is what clears the arteries. It's a cholesterol-lowering drug. Okay, right. So total cholesterol, which is a sum of HDL and LDL, is a really poor predictor for assessing heart attack and stroke. About half of people who have heart attack and strokes actually have normal to low cholesterol, meaning you could have a high cholesterol and what's the context? I think that's important. Or you could have low cholesterol. What's the context? We, I have hereditary high cholesterol in my family. So, so that's something that's like always been in the back of my mind. So then you want to look at the context there. You mm -hmm. want to look at like what in functional medicine. And this isn't just me. This is the Cleveland Clinic's Functional Medicine Center. This, these are all reputable people in this space. Uh, look at the context of the total cholesterol because it could be bad or not be bad. Because better predictors for heart problems are high high sensitivity C-reactive protein, this inflammatory marker. In functional medicine, we went under one. We went homocysteine, this other inflammatory. We talked about that. I haven't gotten that tested in a while. I should, huh? Yes, definitely. Yeah. We went that below seven. We talked about this last time. Yeah, we did. And we went 
low, we don't want low HDL, we want high HDL, we want low triglycerides. You can start seeing here, we're looking at a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we want uh, low, small dense LDL particles that you will not get on your standard lipid, lipid panel. You have to run an NMR test or nuclear magnetic resonance. These are tests that every doctor under the sun can run, but they don't run it because they're just looking at total cholesterol because that's all they need to give a statin drug. So this guy, this lady, mm. this, this sweet lady that said this. <laughs> we don't know if she's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this person that said this, uh, was saying it's pure poison because cholesterol ca can be raised from eating coconut oil. Okay, I see. So that's where it came from. So but can't MCT cholesterol be raised oil. from eating any any fat? Yeah, but they're just saying basically because I think because the popularity of coconut oil, right? So it makes for good clickbait and conversation that's what it and talking felt like. points. Someone's yeah. got to take coconut so oil down. MCT oil, yay or nay? So MCT oil is. The, basically extracted medium chain triglycerides and MCT fat bonds from coconut and palm oil. Uh, it but is, we wanna just do coconut, right? No well, palm oil. Yeah, but you can get good decent palm oil too for cooking and it gets it better for higher uh, temperatures. But it's good, it's just, you're, you're just adding it to like a few things. It's not the foundation of your food. Right. And they're definitely, I think this is a good topic to talk about here. Coconut oil in excess for some people, is it slipping put down? Put it like on top of your head. Okay, there sorry. You no, no, I, I was, felt I was, it slipping. I was getting stressed, but then also that you might drop a beat. <laughs> DJ Dr. Will. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Sorry, That's okay. my headphones were slipping off my head. Wellness DJ. Yeah, that was accidental. But the basically that the, uh, coconut oil in a, in excess for some people with gut problems, some people with something called the APOE4 mutation, it's a genetic mutation, do not do well with lots of saturated fats. So just like we can't make blanket statements on those other things we talked about, we can't say everybody should be eating tons of saturated fat all day long because there are certain people that it will raise inflammation and it's not good in excess. It doesn't mean they can never have it, but they should focus on these other plant fats like avocados, olives, and nuts and seeds and stuff like that. But how would you know if you're one of those people, if like, would you have symptoms? It would be something you'd have to get tested for. Like, how would you know? I, for those people, I would look at their inflammation markers and their cholesterol markers okay. and just look at how the food impacts their their health. Um, and you can get tested for the APOE4 mutation. The, we talked about 23andMe last time. You can yeah. get that off of the raw genetic data. Oh, wow. Yeah, so these people have increased risk for Alzheimer's and heart attack and stroke. I wanna ask you this because people ask me this because I've talked about getting my vitamin panel done probably many, many times. And then people always are like, I, I heard you talking about that and I wanna know like, what, what do I ask for? So can we just get like a, your actual medical, like what are they actually ask? Cause I know when you go to a doctor to get your blood work done, they're not doing that. Yeah, you're asking f for vitamins? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the most common vitamins that you're getting tested for in conventional tests is vitamin D. Mm -hmm. You can get methylcobalamin tested for like B12. Yeah. Um, you can get folate tested for, you can get iron tested for, those are the more common ones on their standard blood, but there are functional medicine labs where you can run like intracellular nutrients. Yeah. Something called spectrocells, one of the labs. That, Spectracell? Yeah. Okay. But there's other ones too where you can look at basically red blood cell uh, nutrient and, and look for any deficiencies there. Mm. So that's a, that's something to consider. That's really I'm cool. Not... And you can just like go to a lab in your city or? Yeah, we just would drop ship the lab. We see patients mainly virtually, so we yeah. would just drop ship the lab, but any functional medicine doctor can get that. Cool. Cool, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, with that clickbait tip, um, 
there was a study that came out today that we got a few number of people asking about, which was showing that low carb and no carb diets lead to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emotional so, death when you're out with your friends and you want to eat pizza. <laughs> so can you yeah. speak to that? Oh, yeah, I can. Because that's, again, we're in this space. That's you, insane. That's true, right? For that, it is it was increased risk of basically a shorter lifespan, I think, is what the outcome was. People that were in lower carb diets had a shorter lifespan. Because you're sad. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I think for that, the real answer is correlation doesn't equal causation mm. and there's a lot of ways to do low carb diet we just talked about the ketogenic mm-hmm. diet that's low carb look at how, what people are eating longer term i wouldn't say that's great for longevity and so when you look at long, the science of longevity there's some amazing research looking at ketosis not just low carb but actually being in ketosis extending lifespan and actually preserving uh cellular function and increasing mitochondrial biogenesis which is like basically making new mitochondria which we need to be young and healthy and vibrant Mm -hmm. so low carb isn't all created equally you have to look at the quality of the food and how people are doing low carb like that's the dieting world is a lot of low carb stuff this is not about low carb for the sake of being low carb this is about lowering insulin levels to a healthy level and then producing producing ketones which is anti-inflammatory and helps with actually preserving life Uh, so it look i mean there's bad ways to do low carb and there's healthy ways to do low carb but again back to it's a great headline and it gets clicks but right. it's the context if you actually read the data it's actually less exciting than the, the headlines <laughs> so it's it's also a question of like what kinds of carbs like you were saying earlier so my question is what would be like um a good grain so ketotarian is grain free yeah uh, so for 8 weeks you're going grain free and uh, you're focusing on these healthy fats and non-starchy vegetables for your carbs. So it's not no carb, it's just low carb. Yeah. But you're getting it from low fructose, like berries, and um, from vegetables. After that, you can, some people do fine with moderating their carbs some days and they're, they have the metabolic flexibility that they, that they built over these eight weeks of being plant-based keto, that they can't ebb and flow from that. So I think something like a white rice or some people do great on quinoa. Um, I think those are two. White rice versus brown rice? And the reason why, is, and I think brown rice can be fine for some people as well. But when you're talking about autoimmunity and inflammation and gut problems, which are the people that I spend my most most of my time with they do better on these lower lectin grains and the lectins are drastically mitigated with the white rice um so it's more digestible basically that's what Mm. i'm trying to say so it's a little bit more suitable it's less irritated it's less uh, irritable to someone's digestive system with the white rice but brown rice can be great too I would just say a safer bet generally speaking is going to be white rice what about when it comes to like a whole wheat bread versus like a rye bread or a like a white bread. Like if we're going for it, we're at the deli, we're doing Someone's it. forcing a sandwich down your throat. You guys need to get new friends. <laughs> <laughs> your friends are violent. <laughs> yeah. Who's force feeding you pizza and bread? Just, we're doing it to each other. <laughs> uh, I would say, look, there are some people that tolerate gluten just fine and I don't want to make blanket statements there either, but I wouldn't recommend eating 
gluten as your go-to thing. I think you can get ancient grains that have gluten and that's fine, like the einkorn. Uh, you can get, certain people have better tolerance. I think sprouted wheat can be better for some people. Um, and people remark that, they tell me that. They're like, hey, I'm fine with this Ezekiel sprouted grains. Yeah. But if I have regular bread, I won't have it. And some people do great going to Europe having the less hybridized and I'm determined to test that out soon <laughs> it's true so it may just may not be just the gluten it may be what we've done to the crops as far as the GMOs mm. and the glyphosates and the spraying and all the hybridization that's going on Ugh. so I think it's a multifaceted thing but just if you're going to pick bread I would probably get like a sprouted gluten-free grain like a rice bread or quinoa bread, or even like organic non-GMO corn. I think some people can do well with that too. So I would go for gluten-free whole grain bread if you're gonna have that. But look, we live in a time that's pretty cool. You can go to Whole Foods and you can get, you can get grain free, grain-free bread with coconut flour and cassava sure. flour and cassava, almond flour. Cassava, come through. Yeah, so that's, you don't, you can still have your bread and there's a lot of grain-free breads options that are a lot more tolerable for many people. Um, and that's something you can even do in a ketotarian approach, too. You can have these grain-free breads uh, in, in a moderation uh, and enjoy that. So you don't have to just, you know, eat salads all day long. Those Siete wraps when I was doing Whole30 were like my Those life. Those are great. They're great people. Like, they're a great people. They're a great company. They're like fantastic Siate. I love them. You can just heat it up, like, gently, and it turns into, like, also, the softest wrap of life. I know. I'm really would... into the jicama tortillas that are that you get at Whole Foods that are just, like, a like a big circle of a jicama plant. I've never had that, but it sounds oh, amazing. so good. Jicama? Yes. <laughs> Dr. Will Cole, it's so wonderful to see you again. We're so proud of you that you've released this new proud of you. book into the world. Like we birthed you ourselves. Yes, we feel <laughs> responsible. Thanks, <mom. laughs> um, tell our listeners where they can find you. Everything's at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And it's same with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And also thanks to Solomon, your son, who's sitting here with us. Solomon, say so hi. quietly. <laughs> I've been just trolling Solomon the entire time he's been sitting here. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, that's a retrograde. Dr. Will? Yeah. Such a fan. Oh, my God. Not only am I a fan of Dr. Will, I'm a huge fan of his son, Solomon. Yeah, he was who lovely. Who I was trolling for the entire interview. <laughs> the kid was, like, staring off into space, and I was like, excuse me, are you having fun? And he's like, who the fuck are you? Like, stop bugging me. I have this thing inside of me that I, like, need kids to know that I get them and yeah. then I see them. You do. Yeah. You're very good with children. I know. I'm really it's into lovely. them. It's lovely. It's very cute. Thank you. It's nice. But I don't know if uh, I needed to push him that hard. Maybe not, but <laughs> hey, it was a valid effort. You know what? He's going to grow up and be like, that was cool. Yeah. You know what is also cool? Me thinking about this, and I think I mentioned this the first time Dr. Will was on, but that all happened because of Jenny McCarthy. Wow. Because I heard him on her show. Wow. And I was like, this guy has to come on That's So Retrograde. And then we became friends on the internet. And then here we are. You're a real manifesting generator. Hey, now. <laughs> we'll have an episode about that coming soon. Yes. Which is really excited. Listener requests. That was a Human preview. design. That was a, a low-key preview. Also, Jen is sitting with us right now yeah. as we talk about this. But... <laughs> Just pulled back the curtain a That's little bit. That's fine. I okay. feel like people like that. This is a reality TV era. Truly. So we had um, some listener questions that we tackled in our other oh, yeah. episode this week. So we thought, why not complete the questions that we got this week? Okay. Or some of them. We couldn't get to all of Can them. Can you ask me the first one? Yeah. So what does Lady Baby mean? Hold on. Let's first play the jingle. Lady Baby. 
There you go. Oh, yes. Lady Baby. Okay, so Lady Baby, this is what I wrote down, and you can tell me if you I agree. I fully agree with that. Lady Baby means that you're a lady who's taking care of her inner baby. Exactly. Or by nurturing like, yourself. Um, not full lady, but like Lady Junior. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like who like no one needs to go full lady with it. That's creepy. That's creepy. Yeah, I'm not wearing a fucking pantsuit. No, Everyone relax. No, but like you can infuse essence of being a lady into your everyday modern life. With essences of it's being like, a baby. It's like modern feng shui, but like modern ladiness. <laughs> I feel like we answered it. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Okay. Um, also, I don't know why it just really conjures the exact thing that it is without having a perfect definition. Mm -hmm. Like if it was an urban dictionary, lady baby's definition would be the act of being a lady baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's figure it out for yourself. True answer. It's whatever it is to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Elizabeth. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. How do you cleanse slash recharge your crystals slash how often? Great question. I and the how often part of it every I will single answer. second of my life and I think for me and I think for all of our listeners who are able to just kind of have a, a great relationship with their intuition you can kind of look at a crystal and be like That's, it needs a judge it's looking a little dull yeah so Steph how do you cleanse your crystals well I always put them outside during the full moon mm -hmm. I have like a tray I have my uh, Nana's pie tray gorge um that is the that was my heirloom from her. A pie. I don't bake, by the way. So I put all my crystals in the pie tray and I just put it outside during I a full I think I moon. did that, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did do that. Because at first I was using the pie tray to roll joints. Right. And that was... And then it was like became that was a not really, lady baby. It became a really beautiful tablescape centerpiece. I was like my grandma, who was an incredible baker would want me to bake the things that I'm good at and that's joints <laughs> <laughs> and you were like let's put your crystals in there you yes. messy freak um so thank you for that so of I just course. placed that outside um but if there's times in between the full moons where I'm feeling like what you said where they they're like looking not Doll. so good I put them in like a giant bowl with salt water warm yes. salt water and just like swish it around and like let them soak there for a little and then take Put them in, line them up and dry them out. And if you want to keep it on the drier side, mm. I like to do a nice gentle saging with Cute. a Palo Santo after party. That sounds just as incredible as a, a salt bath. Exactly. So it's like choose your own adventure. Yeah. But I think the the best opportunity it is is like a fun way to tap into your intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, make friends with your crystals. Yes, we're gonna have um, Colleen McCann who has oh. a book coming out in November, Crystal RX. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. We got to see a preview of this book. It is so cool, and it is like the perfect crystal guide. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that, and we can't wait to have her on, and she can probably go way more in depth about that. Um, I love this question because it is something we are working on at this very moment, our progress on our healer's guide. Coming. Yes, we have a master list of Coming healers soon. and places and all the things that are like major roses in our souls. And we can't wait to uh, share that all with you. Coming soon. The first place and the last place on that list is Hugo's. Oh, yes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and then um, just to uh, answer a little question. Uh, question that I put out onto Instagram of if anyone would be interested in a feng shui follow up because we are getting so much amazing feedback from people who are on like a serious modern feng shui tip in their lives we are going to do a follow up episode with Megan Wallace James that is going to be completely consisting of our 
listeners questions very exciting so send that through you can send those through via instagram at so retrograde or shoot us an email that so retrograde at gmail.com put feng shui question in the subject line so we can easily find it in our emails Mm -hmm. and uh we're really excited for that one because i think you and i both have some cool life updates to share since the feng shui came in one of which what i'll just say it right now have I not been talking about wanting a Bellicon mini rebounder in my life I'm for years dying. predating this show? Yeah. I first, it first was planted into my memory um, or in my like brain, brain, thoughts, consciousness, need in my heart when I read one of Gabby Bernstein's books and she talked about how jumping on the rebounder every morning like became a daily practice. And I was like, that sounds got them. like a. <sighs> Dream and she got them for us. And now Bellicon came through. Stephanie and I both have one, and I really think it was getting rid of all of that furniture to yeah. make room yeah. for a mini trampoline in my living room. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so stoked. after doing Lek Fit, basically the only thing I want to do is jump on a fucking trampoline. I have never trampoline. been more excited about much yeah, in my life so. about sweating. <laughs> so um, that is a feng shui update yes. for y'all. Great work, friend. Thanks that so much. Is a rose if I've ever heard of one. Okay, so collective rose for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an amazing addition mm-hmm. to our lady craft nights, which are really special to both Steph and I. Singing the song We've of my heart. We've talked about this many times on the show. We have our dear girlfriends. We get together and um, we laugh, we cry, we share, we create. It's just a mixed bag of amazingness always and it just bonds us and it is therapy for us and it's it, it evolves and it's different every time we get together. But um about two weekends ago, we all got together and had um, a crochet lesson mm-hmm. from one of our listeners, yeah. Megan Boyd, who is like this badass crochet woman who not only makes her own crochet pieces, but also creates um, templates for people to then go ahead and do it at home. And she taught us all how to crochet for better or for worse. Well, I felt <laughs> kind of bad. Like she was so sweet. She was trying so hard. Thank you, Megan, by Megan, the way. you're a rock star. You really, I mean, some of our friends, like Vanessa made a, a choker. Chelsea made like a- Chelsea's at home, like making a blanket She's making right a fucking now. blanket, yeah. But I was kind of like, that was the day that I fell down the stairs. I was kind of like not here to like focus. And I was trying and I was trying. And then I was like, I don't, I can't, I don't want to. <laughs> and she's like, you can do it. And then, and then everyone's like, Steph, do it. And then Chelsea was like, let her not do it and I was like yeah let me not do it like that was the gift of the crochet is learning that I didn't have right, to do it but also <laughs> just in general in the spirit of trying something new however that comes to you yeah. like I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to to try that and like to get our girlfriends together and try no, it, it was even really if fun what we ended up making looked like weird tampons like it's fine yeah. it was cool well I was like really into it and then my thing came all unwound and then I was like I can't go back <laughs> But again, <laughs> trying no, stuff. No, yeah, I'm really, it was really fun. So her Instagram is at Meg N. Boyd. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll tag her as well. Thank you, Megan, for coming through with that. That was phenomenal. If you want to make me something, I'll wear it. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I won't she's be like cutest anything. tank tops that she makes. Yeah. It's like wild. Yeah. Um, also, just some things coming on the pipeline. September 22nd, we're going to be in Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, yo. Hi, East Coast. Hey. Um, so, and a, su- a surprise will be coming with that, too. Oh, yeah. A New York surprise. I cannot wait. 
So um, head over to our website. We'll have all that information up shortly. And um, we're looking forward to seeing you guys. And thank you again to Dr. Will Cole. We are, Steph and I are very excited to put in the eight weeks for oh, the keto. I remember what I wanted to shout out. Yeah. So something that Will and I both share is that we uh, have the gene mutation where we don't absorb or we don't methylate B vitamins. And that's been like a challenge for me in energy and focus Life. and all the things you need B vitamins for. And something that um, one of our listeners actually recommended to me that he also takes is the Paleo Valley Organ Complex. And if anyone knows that they um, have the MTHFRRF, uh, I forget which one, but it doesn't matter. If you know that you have that, take these fucking organ complexes. Take the fucking complexes, take the fucking complex, you guys. guys. Get on fucking board. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, they've like changed my life and fortified my body and, and healed me in, in very subtle but important ways. So I just wanted to, if you're going to do the ketotarian thing, we both take them and they're incredible. So Fab. there's that. What's not to love? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's ground organ, so that's not the best right. visual, but it is very but helpful. Hey, yeah. If it works, it works. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to do a book giveaway. So Cute. just we'll let you know which uh, Instagram post to post it on, but just let us know your favorite part of the episode. It's all we need. Mm -hmm. And you know what else is great? What? I mean, it, we're not actually going to check this, but if you could also leave us a review, I have a personal goal. I would like to get to 1,000 reviews by the end of the year. If wow. anybody listening to this show would like to help my, my dreams come true, that would be that. Help our dreams come, come true. On, guys. Come through. Just do it. Do it because you love us. Thanks again to Dr. Will Cole for joining us. Thanks to all of our listeners and for joining us. And do it because we love you. Yes, we love you so much. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Falcon. And don't forget where you heard it first. Namaste listening. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde.